0: We're talking travel with Sally Lucas returned from her travels and inviting us to share in them as well. So we're going off to France. Sally Lucas, welcome back. You've been on the other side of the world and it just looks as though you've had a wonderful
1: time. Tell us about some of the highlights. Some of the highlights, Jane, yes. Well, uh, we went back to France this year and we also went to uh, parts of Germany and Austria, Um, spent more time in France because we were trying to cover areas we hadn't been to to and which is always great to do when you go back to a country to experience everything it has to offer. Um, so this time we, we went to Paris yet again, but we did some different things in Paris that I haven't done before. Which I'd never gone to the Pantheon, which was the most remarkable building. It just blew both of us away, just near the Boulevard Saint Michel. And the other one we went to was the Musée Cluny, which was originally called the Hotel Cluny, which is built on original Roman baths and Roman ruins, and that was absolutely fascinating. And from the
0: architecture point of from view? From an
1: architecture and from the collection of what they had from the Roman days that they've been able to excavate. And even though you're going down, you still have high vaulted ceilings at the equivalent of about 30 foot high and you've gone, you know. Down below. under the earth. Yes, virtually. <laughs> and some of the outskirts around the uh, Cluny Museum, they've left as the ruins as they were, but the rest of it, of course, is built over the ruins. So, again, it's just off Boulevard Saint-Michel, you know, in that Latin Quarter area, so it's really quite accessible the other thing we did um I read this beautiful book on the plane and when I got there and it's just called Paris an inspiring tour of the city's creative heart uh by a lady called Janelle McCulloch who's lived there for many years and she writes beautifully on each arrondissement and her finds and her favorites and so I tried to follow what she found because then it was a bit different to some of the guidebooks and we went to um the movie that Dan Brown's uh, Da Vinci Code was used in his movie, The Église Souplice, which again is just near the Boulevard Saint-Michel, and it was a church I didn't know of, and we went there, and we came across some wonderful experiences just about everywhere we went on this trip. We were just blessed. So we got in there because we could hear this wonderful choral music, and what did we find but an a sort of a choir of about 50 young students who'd come together from Canada and France and other parts of the world and they were rehearsing for a special concert. And the voices in that church, as you know what the churches are like, being so vaulted, the acoustics are just... They knew how
0: to make churches with good acoustics. They did. Spaces. And yeah. I
1: mean, you know, I just... I don't go into churches from from a religious point of view but from an architectural engineering point of view because I look at them and think of how old they are and how they were built, you know, even just the beauty of the stained glass or the structures or the roundness of the columns and how perfect they are. You know, all the vaults or the buttresses. Or Every time you look, you think, how amazing. And that blows me away, I must say. But this choir, you know, we just sat there and these beautiful young students... When I say young, they're probably late teens, early 20s, with the most beautiful soprano and tenor voices. And so, you know, what a wonderful experience that was to you know, to be able to do that. And then we also went to Shakespeare's Bookshop, which is renowned, you know, from the days of all the old painters and writers. And it, it's quite an icon in its own right as well. And obviously I had to buy a book from there. And you, you go upstairs and these rickety old little staircase and they have sort of old books and new books. And it, it's just a fascinating fascinating place to go to with a resident cat of course um, that that was wonderful and we went to pompadour and then which is over in the marais and then we also went to the musee Carnavale, which is originally called the hotel Carnavale, and it's now a free museum um, which is the whole history of paris with the most wonderful gardens as well so again you know fabulous absolutely fabulous and near us at the first hotel we stayed in, we would stayed in two different areas on our two different stays in Paris this time, but both in, in that same student area. But um, we stayed near the Jardin des Plantes. And what a wonderful garden that is. I mean, the Luxembourg gardens, of course, are fantastic. But you had these as well. And it's got a zoo within it as well with, with rare endangered species and all these wonderful avenues of trees and all perfectly shaped and gardens. Uh, we didn't get to it, but just right near there as well is the, uh, a mosque a very famous mosque you can go to as well but we didn't quite manage we ran out of time because <laughs> you try to squeeze in, in so much into your days of course and you need to try and give each attraction sufficient time to do it properly uh, but still you want to sit back smell the roses have a glass of wine a glass of coffee and watch the world go by which is also one of the nicest things you can do in Paris as well
0: You've got to leave something for next time too
1: oh, Absolutely I haven't covered all the arrondissements yet I've got a long way to go <laughs> Friday afternoon
0: on to NURFM and that means we're talking travel for our sponsor Travel on King. Sally Lucas, France, yes there's so much Paris, we've been enjoying Paris so we're we staying in Paris for our next lot. We're going to move on.
1: <laughs> um, so we left Paris after our first couple of nights there and then this was to be the highlight of our trip which it ended up absolutely being which was a a barge cruise on a vessel called L'Ampressioniste in Burgundy, along the Burgundy, the Canal de Bourgogne. A lot of people get confused, just to explain, um, Jane, to you and anyone who's not sure what a barge cruise is, everyone thinks I'm talking about a river cruise, and it's not a river cruise, one of those big river ships you see like advertised on on telly that go down the Rhine, Moselle or whatever, you are actually on a barge, which was an old-fashioned working barge, which has been renovated into accommodation. So you're travelling through locks... And canals and this one only took 12 people and some of them only take 6 or 8 which is wonderful because you know it's such a small group and you it's just like being a part of a family and you have a chef on board and everything like your bars 24 7 and you can get off a walk between the locks or you can cycle between the locks and whatever and they organise excursions we went to some beautiful chateaus some lovely wine tasting some lunches a beautiful lunch at a, at a vineyard um, but the food on board was just to die for like the chef did a a, virtually a mini day every evening for dinner four courses plus cheese of course with the French you know Jesus, not on the diet since we came home. Um, definitely off the diet for the what time being. What a pity. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get introduced special. at some stage. But, <laughs> but honestly, it was one of those, you know, bucket list things we've always wanted to do and it certainly didn't disappoint. It, it's a, We were both a bit stressed before we left, so it was one of those wonderful things to do at the beginning of the holiday to really, after a couple of days in Paris, to let you unwind. And, you know, you just get up and your bed's made and you you know what I mean, and you you just hop out on deck and you read what you're going to do for the day or what you might want to visit, and breakfast is leisurely, lunch is, you know there's nothing that's rushed, It's and just with 12 people, and we had friends join us, which is wonderful, so we had you know, the four of us, and then there was a, another two Australian couples, uh, So and then there was two American couples, we all got on really, really well, and, and it was the most wonderful experience, and it was a beautiful part of France, because I really haven't done a lot of travel through Burgundy um, I had done parts of it before, like Bonne the beautiful medieval city of Bonne, which we went to visit as well, and Dijon where we went to the markets so we did some market shopping and all sorts of things and it was really lovely even watching the chef along the way. He'd gather um, eggs from the locals that, that ran the locks. You have these little people who have their lock cottages and they run the lock it's all still owned by the government and then they ride from one lock to the next because one lock keeper is usually responsible for three locks so they've got a little motorbike like a posty bike and they ride between the locks alongside the canal um, and the dogs, each, each sort of lock keeper has a dog and you know that they know what's on that boat and what happens when they just have their noses just poking in the kitchen window almost of the barge as the barge pulls alongside the lock thinking oh what little goodies might they have for me today so they give all their scraps it's all very ecological to these people who provide them with their eggs or whatever along the way and if not then they go to markets and get their food so the food is fresh and local whatever's in season so it was just Delightful, Jane. I'm A hadn't.
0: nice little experience it of was French life, but changing place. Yes,
1: and it was just six nights. That's, it was it was delightful, uh, mm-hmm. um, and from there we basically went back to Paris for another couple of nights. But I've covered most of that in in the previous segment and then we caught the train which is a lovely thing to do the TGV across to Brittany and stayed at Saint-Malo which is a lovely old walled city right on the Brittany coast which is fantastic and from there we hired a car went up to Mont Saint-Michel which has just recently been reopened because it was all getting silted up because it is an island and you used to be able to drive very close to it but they've cut all that out now and they've built a, a like a raise a sort of a low bridge if you like to cause it's tidal like a causeway type Mm. bridge so so you have to park in another parking area and then a bus shuttles you across um and that structure in itself which i hadn't done before is just amazing the way this set of castles and monasteries have been built on top of a rock you know it's just astounding um and we also then did the normandy d-day beaches and we were lucky enough to be there two days before the 100th anniversary commemoration and so what do we have again but another special surprise but a fly pass of all the big aircraft that would be doing it on the day about 500 feet above us. So, you know, again, we we kept getting these surprises everywhere we went that were unexpected and were just wonderful to experience when you're on a holiday, of course.
0: And I think probably that holds true for most times of the year in Europe. There's always something happening in these places or a rehearsal for something. and yes. You are always constantly surprised in many places. Yes,
1: well in one of the little, um, chateaus we visited in Burgundy as just a day trip off the, half day trip off the barge, we could again hear music. And of course all these chateaus had their own little chapel. And so we went in and the music stopped and we walked in and we've got, oh, but that music was so beautiful. Anyway, this lovely French lady was running a masterclass for um, string students from Canada and France and Asia, and they'd been practicing because, again, of the wonderful acoustics. And in the end, she let one of the girls play a solo for us. This wonderful Bach piece on the violin. And again, there we were, you know, in this wonderful, obvious chapel in this beautiful chateau, you know, with this beautiful music playing as well. Special so, treat. We had lots of special treats along the way, Jane, and I know I'm going to be having to cover them over the next couple of weeks the way we're going. I'm not... I so. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's... We're running out of time again. Uh, and, um, yeah. Yes, but we'll continue that in the future anyway. Well, thank
0: you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we will talk travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news for our sponsor, Travel On King, on to NURFM.